quit telling yourself that you can't make it. Quit telling yourself that you need congratulations. You don't need congratulations because it was your responsibility to take your not behead self to church. It was your responsibility to take yourself and go get a job. Your pastor can't pay your bills all the time. I don't care when you had a job, you was making a hundred figures and you go to the church and the money that they can't write you out of check. Let me tell you something. If you fast, and pray and get out your mind. You can't be like the Kardashians. You can't be like the Joneses. You can't be like the Braxons. Uh-huh, the Braxons. You gotta be yourself and learn how to manage your money. You don't need no $3,000 purse and your rent is $2,500 and your kids is walking around with family dollar clothes. Tell yourself that you're gonna make it. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, I don't need congratulations. Pat yourself on the back and smile, honey. And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Doyen. A.K.A. <laughs> Hot as hell. <laughs> well, your lighting is all like sexy and bow chicka bow That's um, Yeah, this is whatever apartment light bulb they gave me. But um, I'm talking about outside. My bad. Just being diabetic. Don't oh, worry. Lord. <laughs> Why won't the computerized pancreas let us be great? <laughs> um, it's also partially my fault. So I worked out. And so when I finished my workout, like my CGM, which is continuous glucose monitor, both of it, it had two arrows pointing down, which meant it's, it's really going down. So I've eaten, but kind of things are just like a delayed reaction when it comes to um, just like your blood sugar. So I have to wait for the system to, my system to accept the fact that I've eaten (laughs) and the system to read that I've eaten and I'm not going to be low. So So you feel okay? Yeah. I've eaten enough. Okay. It's just, It's just okay. doing what it's, it's doing. <laughs> all right, it's all good. So tell us what's been going on. What are you doing? What are you drinking? All that great stuff. Um, So I've been melting like chocolate <laughs> <laughs> every single time I leave my home. Um, yeah. Did y'all so- have a heat advisory today? I don't know. I think we're just hot. <laughs> I don't think we have a heat advisory. Oh, okay. We finally hit... The hundred uh, triple degree temperatures that we're supposed to have in Texas, but yeah. it came with a vengeance. Um, and then, because it's funny, I was talking to my boyfriend about weather. And he was like, yeah, August is when like the temperatures start to go you know, back down. And I'm like, Less no. August is the worst <laughs> for the summer. Like he's be- so he's lived. Where does he live? St. Louis. Yeah, he's in Missouri. So so he's lived there all his life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that answers it. Like no August, no. Right. I'm like that's the worst month. That's like <laughs> oh, I'm thinking about all these kids in band camp because I used to be in band. Mm-hmm. And- when I look at those kids outside now, I think to myself. 
I don't even know how we did it. Right. I mean, and well, we also, didn't have global warming too. <laughs> but it was still pretty hot. Like to be honest, I don't know about there, but here, like this mm-hmm. summer has been oppressive. But the last few summers haven't been as hot as they've been like in the past past. Like we had a little good break, which is why I'm not complaining too much about like right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it hasn't I, been bad. I see those kids and I'm like, oh God, how did, that's, that's why I was also like four shades darker than I am now in high school. Right. <laughs> Just from like cheer camp, band camp, everything camp, everything outside. <laughs> I like, I would be dark all fall and summer and then finally start to get like lighter in February. <laughs> <laughs> I would just dart. <laughs> my senior pictures. <laughs> my senior pictures, like the cap and gown one. No, not the cap and gown one. The cap and gown one is good. But the mm-hmm. one where you wear the little mock <laughs> glamour shot top. <laughs> that little drape. <laughs> I was so dark and shiny. <laughs> I was so dark and shiny. <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. What else have you got going on? I had kids yesterday. Funny enough, okay, I thought Sunday was just going to be a real chill day. Um, I stayed with my sister all weekend, and then I was driving back to my apartment, and I get a text, and they're like, hey, aren't you supposed to be doing nursery? (laughs) (laughs) Mind you, I'm like 30 minutes from church, so from my sister's house. Um, So I get to church. And I'm like, okay, we can open up the nursery. And the chick just grabs, like, all the kids that would have been in nursery. So I have four kids by myself. (laughs) And at some point, because you know how kids are. Like, they cry after their parents leave. Yeah. So at one point, I had, like, two kids in my lap. And the other two kids are just playing. They're kind of chill. And my sister heard one of the kids crying in the hallway and came and was my (laughs) ram in the bush. <laughs> I don't even know what she was yeah, she was there for me and she picked up the one of the kids that just would not stop crying. And so she helped me the whole time. So buying her a drink tonight. <laughs> Listen, Spoiler I would pay top dollar to see you alone with four kids. <laughs> and, and then my boyfriend, the asshole that he is, I was telling him the struggle that I had and he's like, Oh, so you can't handle multiple kids at once? And I'm like, it's first of all it's different when they're yours or it's different when they're children that you know you're around all the time but once a week (laughs) and that's like once a week once a month yeah so see i was like if we have kids we have multiples i'll rise to the occasion but i pray that i don't have quadruples (laughs) (laughs) just tell him that means he has to be making enough for you to get a nanny Right. Get some help. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> what are you drinking? Um, I had the bottle in the closet and then I took it out because I was like, "That's that's a lot happening." Um, so I had to read it. <laughs> it's a um, it's a Brazilian food uh drink, so I can't. I wanted to make sure I got it right, but it's okay. Caparina, and it's kind of like a lime and rum drink. Um, okay. Is basically a Brazilian margarita, but they also have other flavors. So they have like 
passion fruit and other stuff. So that's it's pre it's pre mixed. Oh yeah, I definitely was in the pre mix ministry today, so I was like <laughs> straight to the pre mix section. <laughs> Do not stop and go and get two hundred dollars. We're getting a pre mix drink. Listen, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. Well, my week has been pretty good. It was better than last week. Um, so last week, guys. <sighs> Someone tried to buy a $700 dog <laughs> tracking system <laughs> with my card from Walmart. Mm. So I'm proud to come back and report I have a brand new card now. <laughs> um, My mom is like, you should get alerts put on your card. But this is my debit card, and I don't know if they do that. Yeah. And, like, I've had... So... Because I shop online so much in all these years, I have had one other incident with fraud. And that was, I mean, years ago, like about mm, maybe seven, eight years ago. Mm -hmm. And they, so what they did was put my card like on a heightened alert. So they, they just pay extra close attention to where, so like if the card is being used somewhere that's not normal, They'll shut it down and call me first. That got irritating as fuck, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, like, I mean, like, I I stopped. I had a flat tire on my way to Hattiesburg. Luckily, I was just right outside of my hometown. So I got a tow to Walmart to get a tire. They shut my car down because I was using it at a Walmart that wasn't in my regular town. <laughs> I was like, bitch, I go to Walmart. Well, I actually I try my best not to go to Walmart, but right. I mean, I do use my card at Walmart. Like, this is crazy. So I ended up taking that off, but I might mm-hmm. have to put it back on. I don't know. It was just, it was just hugely inconvenient because what would happen is I would swipe my card and it wouldn't go through. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the next thing you know, my phone rings and it's them calling. Well, first of all, that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> And it's time consuming. So I don't know. I'll think about it. I don't know. Uh you've gotta tell the story of your grandma too. Wait, which one? The stockings. Uh, so the past few the past few, <laughs> not the past few, the past two Sundays I missed church. And so when I got to the house to go vote I walk in the house, and y'all, there are two packs <laughs> of white silkies stockings. See, if y'all might not know about silkies. I don't know. If, I don't know who raised y'all, so y'all might not know about silkies, but you have to actually order silkies. Like, you can't go in the store and buy them. You have to order them. There were two brand new packs of white silky stockings on the table, and I was like, what is going on? What's this for? And she was like, you needed them, right? So one of the Sundays <laughs> that I missed was my Usher Sunday. <laughs> so she was like, I mean, you missed, so I'll assume it's because you didn't have any white stockings. Mind <laughs> you, these are some opaque-ass stockings, okay? <laughs> like, two steps away from being tights, okay? <laughs> and I just looked at her, and she just looked at me like we did the Diddy meme. Like, we were literally just standing there looking at each other. <laughs> that was her way of letting me know, you better not miss your Usher Sunday again. <laughs> So, where do you order the silkies from? I she orders them. I don't know. 
Now, the, I think the company is called Silkies. She's been ordering these stockings since I was a little girl. Like, they, and when you order them, like, you get these little, like, stickers or stamps, and then you have a stamp book. And I used to put the stamps in the stamp book when I was little because you collect so many stamps, then you can get a free gift, and it's just long and drawn out. But, <laughs> is that she just, where she orders candy from, too? Like, the little strawberry candies? No, no, that's not weird. No, she does not. I didn't know if there is like, you know, a plug for like motherboard type. Honestly, there <laughs> must be. There must be. Because she always, and she's not a sweets person, but she always has that strawberry candy in her purse. Mm-hmm. Y'all, one time, one time I was at church and I went in her purse and got one of them candies. Mm. Open it up. It candy was white. It was so old. <laughs> it was white. <laughs> she buys the big, huge peppermint stick, and no. she like breaks it up and oh. then puts it in a Ziploc bag. So that's in her purse. So you just go in the Ziploc bag and get your piece. <laughs> and then she has lemon drops. <laughs> I just wonder, like, if you just like turn a certain age and then you start buying these candies like i wanted to make sure that like these candies exist in perpetuity i think so i think you're trying to you you know how like all of a sudden your parents start getting those catalogs with like the (laughs) moo-moos and all the black lady church hats and like they just start coming like aarp yes 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 i think that the candies will just miraculously appear. <laughs> to be fair, Hobby Lobby does have church lady candies. So whenever it's time for me, some. probably when I'm 35, I will um, assume the position. <laughs> Heffa. I'm not saying, you, I'm not calling 35 no, old. I'm no, saying no, but I'm you old. Did, but you did. <laughs> no, but I'm saying did. I'm old and I feel like I'm just... And an accelerated path to the motherboard. I don't know why I do it. It's like this. I really thought we had grown past this. I'm not age shaming you. I'm age shaming me. I'm just saying I am 31, but you gotta, you know, carry over a few numbers for me. Like, add two more decades to it. Anywho. Anyways. She also likes molasses candy, which I don't know if y'all have ever had it, but it tastes like dirt. It just tastes like nothing. It's just nothing in your mouth. She gets that from Crackle Barrel. That's the only reason why she likes to go to Crackle Barrel is so she can buy that nasty-ass molasses candy. And you say, see, like, there's a meme where somebody was like, where did the white people brunch? I'm tired of people dancing over my Prince toast. I said Crackle Barrel. Listen, I live in a little, small, white, conservative town, so I brunch with the whites. But sometimes when I see y'all, like, on Instagram, on Twitter, like, sometimes I'll be like, hey, and then sometimes I'll be like, will you sit your ass down? People trying to eat. <laughs> it's Atlanta. Like, literally, Dallas is trying to, like, do, like, music brunches, but it was, like, Beats and Brunch, Mary J. Blige ed- uh, edition. I was like, Mary J. Black. Like, if we gonna be trendy, make it Meg the Stallion. But Mary J- I yes. personally love American Black, but maybe that's just my older auntie status. See, we got auntie brunches in Dallas. 
bitch. I'm telling you, listen, I brush with the whites, but when, when I see y'all sometimes, sometimes it's like everybody's having so much fun. And then sometimes I just don't want y'all swag surfing over my waffles. Like, right. sit down. But anyway, I digress. So tonight, I am drinking <laughs> um, <laughs> what I guess is a gin fizz. <laughs> So it's a little gin, a little lemon juice, mm-hmm. a little oh. So I put some simple syrup in it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't have done that, <laughs> but it's just a little gin, a little lemon juice, a little simple syrup, and I topped it off with some um sparkling water. And your whiskey stones, I see. And my whiskey stones, and it's good. I mean, it's really good. It's so um, sweet. It's a little sweeter than what I would have liked. So I probably should have. What I did not know was, this is how slow I am. (laughs) Don't laugh at me, y'all. I did not know that you could buy the Pellegrigio in plastic bottles now. (laughs) I didn't know. I didn't know. (laughs) I thought they were still in glass bottles. (laughs) I was so excited because I was going to get like the little... Get a little thing that has like six of them because I didn't want to have that big bottle. And then I was like, oh, wait, that looks plastic. It is. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> One more closet um, update. I do have a sippy cup because I didn't trust myself that I wouldn't <laughs> knock it over. So, what is it? It's an adult say? sippy cup. I can't see um, what it says. It says shine bright. Okay. I got it for my 30th birthday. And it's, okay. it's really an alcohol sippy cup for me because it's perfectly, it's kind of shaped like a wine glass, but it has a lid and a straw. So Perfect. <laughs> okay. All so right. I'm gonna, so moving on. Okay. I'm going to move on to the reviews. I, um. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I I pulled this up while I was sitting here, so I'm still not that prepared, but I'm a little bit more prepared than <laughs> before um so it says i feel like we grew up together and it's by black butterfly 87 and it says being from mississippi hearing these ladies makes me smile i love all the drinks and great advice they give keep it up yay (laughs) and what was her name again Black Butterfly 87, and if I had to guess, it's my bubble bestie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Black Butterfly, we love you. Thank you for that wonderful review. And we just encourage you all to leave us reviews because it makes us happy. Every time you make a black girl happy, there's a star in the sky. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yay! I love it. I love it. I love it. So we're okay. going to move along to our current events. Um, <laughs> just in general, I feel like current events is a little full of a lot of fuckery right now. <laughs> so this cracked me the fuck up. So there's a Tucson City Council meeting. And um, MAGA people, ain't nobody invite them. But they decided to come anyways. So I believe Tucson City was talking about sanctuary cities. And some white woman started yelling with a very ugly poster. I'm like, if you don't (laughs) come with the poster, please come correct. But it was ugly. 
And then there was a guy beside her that was also yelling in support of her. But then the camera pans out, and you see this white man in a green polo cracking the fuck cackling. up. Cackling. <laughs> he is cackling. He is I. <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, so he made, like, Twitter fame for, like, five minutes because we're Twitter and we forget things yes. after five minutes. Yes. And, but he was cracking up. So, um, his name is Alex Cack. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but he was just laughing so hard at the MAGA foolishness. And it was so funny because... Like, they really thought they were doing something, mm-hmm. and <laughs> they were being escorted out, mm-hmm. and he is just dying laughing. <laughs> and then he's like, he has, like, the, like, porn stash. <laughs> like, like, he looked like a 80s sheriff <laughs> in his little green polo, and he's laughing at these people, and I was just like... They're on our side. I think what, what I loved best about his laugh was that it was like he's I mean he's very visibly laughing like I said mm-hmm. he's cackling but it was also a personal laugh like he is just <laughs> laughing to himself <laughs> he is, right. he's not really sharing this moment with anybody else he's so tickled he's just laughing to himself and it's beautiful because I do yeah. it all the time <laughs> he was definitely not pointing and laughing he was definitely having a moment by himself <laughs> definitely definitely but Thanks to the internet, we all had this moment with him. Yes. Thank you, Alex Cat. <laughs> <laughs> so this next one, I actually changed the name to from whatever you called it to Batshit Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is much more fitting. <laughs> so a uh, passenger of uh, Poverty Airlines, aka Spirit, um, filled a bat um, flying on their flights. <laughs> and of course... <laughs> Of course, Twitter had a, a blast with it. I mean, <laughs> I've never flown Spirit. I Do you know, I actually have never even heard of Spirit until, like, maybe within the last two or three years. Like, I had never even heard of Spirit until Twitter made me know Spirit. <laughs> Twitter was shaming somebody about flying Spirit, and I was like, what's Spirit? <laughs> I, I know people who fly Spirit, they're willing to, like, save money for the deal, I am not that person. I'm too so, afraid. Even like once American Airlines started the basic economy stuff where it was the same price you used to pay for flights, but now you can't pick your seat. Um, I stopped flying American Airlines. I did not know American <laughs> Airlines was doing that. Yeah. They just basically try to charge you more for the same stuff they used to do. Oh, so God. now um, out of my protests for American Airlines, I pay for Southwest, which is probably, if you think about the cost, it's probably the same cost as the regular flights for American Airlines, but I'm just protesting. So, But I have a lot of anxiety in general about like, especially, you know, sitting where I sit. Yeah. I have to sit in the air, in the aisle. Like I I feel claustrophobic if I'm not in the aisle. <laughs> but I if for at least with uh Southwest, I just like um make sure I check in like the minute that I can check in. <laughs> oh yeah. I did that I never got in group A. I only get in B and I do it like immediately. 
Right. Like, immediately. And still, <laughs> as fast as I can get, it's group B. I don't really care where I sit on a plane. I just need to know where I'm sitting. So yeah. I get anxiety around, I don't have an ex- uh, an assigned seat. Like, that's where and, I go, like, berserk. And the thing with Spirit is, like, you buy this flight, but then you gotta pay to reserve your seat. And then you may have to pay for a bag. And I'm like, by the time you pay for yeah. this, that, and the other, it's the same price. <laughs> they just nickel and dime you to death. And not only did they nickel and dime these people, but there's a fucking bat on their plane. <laughs> Somebody said check, count the passengers. <laughs> like count Dracula's <laughs> on the plane or something. <laughs> Listen, I'm all about count dracula and then there's somebody that said it's a merger but it was a spirit like halloween brand (laughs) (laughs) i know a lot of y'all are already planning for halloween now that it's august calm down just calm down (laughs) it's me me is (laughs) y'all You know, see. Oh, but the thing about it, I was like, my parents never let me dress up for Halloween as a kid, and so now all that pent up energy is <laughs> is here. And you I couldn't dress up even dress adult. up like as non scary things. Nothing, and we always went to fall festivals. We never went trick or treating. Toy, and I'm so sorry. I would have had to pick you up had I known. <laughs> Just good old immigrant Christian parents. <laughs> I went trick or treating every year with my dad's people. Because mm-hmm. Granny was not going to take me trick or treating, but right. she didn't stop me from going. The only thing she wouldn't let me dress up as anything scary. So I was like a princess. I was a bumblebee one year. That's my favorite costume was my bumblebee costume. <laughs> Which, similarly, I was the beehive and I had a bumblebee basket. See? See? <laughs> See? I also used to get really sick around Halloween. Oh. I may or may not have been exaggerating my sickness so I could stay home with my grandma, my other grandma, and pass out candy instead of going trick-or-treating. <laughs> my cousins would always take an extra bag for me, so it's not like I didn't get candy. <laughs> and I got to stay home and help my big mama pass out candy. <laughs> I may or may not have been exaggerating that tummy ache. While I enjoy Hot Girl Summer, somebody posted um, a pumpkin beer, and I'm like, fuck oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> While the beer. Love of pumpkin things. Oh. As soon as I find it, it's going to be on the podcast. You know that. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's Anyways, keep it moving. Um, keep the Spirit Airlines passengers lifted. <laughs> I know, right? I'd be pissed if there's a bat on the flight with me. I want to know how much he paid. I want to know where his seat is. And I want to know what group he got on with because unfair. <laughs> Everybody mm-hmm. looks kind of calm in the video, though. Mm-hmm. Calmer. I mean, like, like, where you gonna go? Like, where you gonna run to? Except for that one girl in the bathroom that was trying to hide. <laughs> and they ended up locking it in one of the bathrooms. Which still... Yeah. Oh, but I think animal control is who got it out. Because I, I was about to say, who's going to get it out? After you lock a bat up in the bathroom, you think I'm opening that door? Hell no. 
King Jesus. That's all. <laughs> Get it out because of all people. Anyways, so this kid uh, in Florida was extremely hungry. Bless his heart. And so he called nine one one. Listen. To let him know he was hungry. He needed a pizza. <laughs> so officers were dispatched to the home. Of course, they just want to make sure he was like, okay. And he was there with his sister, but apparently his sister didn't know that he had called 911. They said they were here to protect and to serve. <laughs> but uh, they did school him basically on the properties of 911. And then they ordered a large pizza and brought it to him. <laughs> So, while I thought this was all sweet and heartwarming, look at how cops love children. A little brown child at that story. (laughs) I couldn't help but think, I know his mama whooped his ass. (laughs) And I'm going to whoop his sister ass because she was sitting over there texting with that little boy and not paying attention to what her brother was doing. Because she was 15. And I know... When my, my dad used to, like, always leave my siblings with me, that was his way of making sure I didn't get into trouble, which... <laughs> <laughs> I stayed doing something I had no business doing and told them kids to sit on that couch and don't you move. <laughs> <laughs> she was too busy texting that little boy, not paying attention to what her brother was doing. Now, he done called 911. I know his mama whooped his ass. I know she did. I, and y'all, I do not advocate beating your kids into submission. I absolutely do not. But I'm just saying, I know she did. You know it happened. You know it happened. She, she whipped out that chancla. <laughs> <laughs> and if she's anything like my folks, her main sentiment was embarrassing me in front of these white folks. <laughs> Like, I'll take care of your ass in front of these white folks. <laughs> and they brought him Pizza Hut. They didn't bring him, like, I, little Caesar. I know, right? Like, <laughs> they spent a I little money. Say, right. I, I, as much, you know, police brutality that's happening now, I still am willing to, like, give people honor where they're due. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. They, not only did they teach him, but they brought him a pizza. Really, uh, that sister just need her ass whooped. What is she doing? What, why did she that feed him? little boy. <laughs> I'm telling you what she is doing right now. So, here's an ad on this page for CBD oil. <laughs> and I just, I just need the listeners to let me know, does CBD oil really help with anxiety? Like, I bought some of the gummies. And they were okay, but, like, I had to eat a goddamn whole pack of them to even feel, like, remotely (laughs) different. (laughs) I got to eat a whole pack. And I got what was called super, so who knows what that means. But I had to eat a whole thing just to kind of feel a little... (sighs) I feel like you need um, prescription anxiety meds. I have prescription anxiety meds. I would like to. I would like to not take them though. Maybe a little THC. You never know. I mean, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> gosh, if I lived in one of these states mm, where it was legal, <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> because I did not. Because <laughs> I did not participate in illegal activity. Okay, y'all. Nobody participate in illegal activity. <laughs> we 
the laws. Okay, FBI yes. agent. <laughs> I know you're are. listening. <laughs> we are a law-abiding podcast. <laughs> we are productive citizens, and we give back. <laughs> Sometimes I pick up letters. See? <laughs> Okay. Anyways, moving along. Um. <laughs> so this model. Every time I just think about the story, it just makes me mad. So she was. I'm not even gonna read the the headline because the headline also makes me mad. <laughs> but uh, his Carissa Pinkston, who has been in editorials for designers including Mark Jacobs, Coach, and Prabal Garun, and also just happens to be. <laughs> a model for Rihanna Savage Fenty. Um, Did you see today she announced that she's going to start doing brow products? Rihanna? Yes. Well, guess I'm going to have to go to Rihanna. Like, like, goddamn! And I just found me a good Maybelline dip brow that I like. <laughs> now I'm going to go ahead to give Rihanna more of my money <laughs> for something that is not an album. Continue. <laughs> Right. <laughs> no, every time I hear her, I'm like, ooh, I can't wait till December 31st when she gets this out. <laughs> At 11.58. She's going to give you two minutes. 11.58. I'm going to have a Rihanna listening party. <laughs> Just out of faith. Um, anyways, so this model. So basically what happened was she is a cisgender woman with bright red hair. And she, of course, people find the old tweets and the old messages when she says some transphobic stuff. So instead of being like, oh, I'm sorry, I've grown, I understand better, she's like, oh, I'm trans. <laughs> like, public records aren't a thing. <laughs> like, we can't whip up a birth certificate and be like, oh, wait, no, you are a girl and you've always been a girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> And it was so funny because it was other trans models who have worked with her that were like, y'all, she lied. She lied. <laughs> she, she always been a girl. She lied. She lied. That twat has always been a twat. <laughs> she is cisgendered. She was born a girl. That is her gender identity. She a girl. She lied. Uh, I think what tickled me the most was her apology, and I'm doing air quotes, her apology video, because, (laughs) so she goes on, like, IG Live, or Facebook Live, it was one of the lives, (laughs) but she doesn't have the sound on, so it looks like she's talking, but you don't hear anything, and it's like, bitch, you know that sound ain't all. (laughs) And she's just crying, and it's like, you know the sound. And of course, when you're on live, of course the people are going to let you know they can't hear you. That's all you see (laughs) on the little messages scrolling up is, we can't hear you! Turn the sound up! The sound up! We can't hear you! Turn the... (laughs) And she's just acting like she's just crying. She's probably just going... (laughs) (laughs) To be honest... I hate apologizing, so I stay. <laughs> and that's what she was doing. That's what she was doing, faking it so she wouldn't have to, like, actually apologize. And then her excuse is that she's young. And, like, yes, people make mistakes out of immaturity for sure. But even young people know not to lie. <laughs> Especially a lie where you can get caught up. I know, right? <laughs> 
we have See? said this. If we've said it once, we've said it a million times on this show. Yeah, y'all do some fucked up shit sometimes. It is what it is. It is most often your response that just yes puts that nail in the coffin. Ugh. <clears throat> Joe Biden. Moving <laughs> <Anyways. laughs> uh, along. Well, the little, the little color cheering smart too. <laughs> <laughs> The colors can do math. The colors can read. They can read, so I can read. Oh, I had a girl one time. No lie. I this is when I was an undergrad. I was working in the hospital, and this girl that I worked with at the hospital looked at me right in my African American eyes and told me that she was proud of me because I used well properly in a sentence versus good <laughs> y'all <laughs> please tell me you tripped her i bust out laughing because that's that is my save yourself reflex that is my girl you know you need this job <laughs> you can't whoop this bitch because you need a job so just laughing off, I bust out laughing hysterically, like hysterically. And she got mad and got up and walked out. She was this little frail waif. <laughs> she was a little, a little white girl. <laughs> she was frail and everything. But, and I liked her. Like, we were cool up until this point. I actually mm-hmm. defended her, like, at work up <laughs> to this point to other people. And I was like, bitch, what the fuck? <laughs> she was proud of me. Cause I can make my subjects and verbs agree. <laughs> I Joe feel like I, I want to say I want to say she was my principal, but she was like, "Yeah, you have great diction." I'm like, "I go to your school. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect me to speak like?" She expected you to be one of those little diamonds in the rough. <laughs> it was a private school. How how many diamonds in the rough do you know that go to private school? <laughs> a lots of them. <laughs> Especially now, because private schools try to get public money. So they offer, like, scholarships. Like, I got offered a scholarship I, when I was in high school. I just didn't want to go. Well, that's the what she... The discount we got was maybe a number discount, because my dad, at some point, had five kids. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> she saw, look at these little black cheerings. <laughs> she tried it. Um, anyways, so... <laughs> this... Where is Mary Mayani anyways? I feel like it's in Georgia. It sounds like some Georgia shit. I, oh, it's in in Indy, so Indianapolis or Indiana. I, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy purchased a burger. Oh, it was Indianapolis. Sorry. Oh, he purchased a McChicken. McChicken. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down, Doyle. McChicken <laughs> from McDonald's. And um he took a little bite out of his sandwich and then put it in the refrigerator, which was strike one because you don't refrigerate McDonald's food. You cannot reheat well. McDonald's food. <laughs> you cannot. Gosh. Um, so nearly seven hours later, he came back to the sandwich and he was like, ooh, somebody messed with my sandwich. So he went to the McDonald's and was like, oh, somebody messed with my sandwich because I'm a police officer. <laughs> Because blue lives matter, goddammit. So reach. <laughs> a far reach. Because first of all, 
your mind even go there? <laughs> if I put my sandwich in the fridge at work, I, I see some bites. around me. Exactly. I'm going to go around there cussing everybody out. Who the fuck had my sandwich? This was my It had my name on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but his mind goes straight to, oh, somebody at McDonald's just took a bite out of my sandwich. Like, come on. First of all, they have all the big chickens. They ever asked for it. Let me tell y'all something. <laughs> After a night of legal drinking <laughs> and other partakings, <laughs> it ain't nothing better than to pull up the McDonald's at one two o'clock in the morning and get that McChicken and them fries hot out the grease. And that sprite be so strong it cuts your throat. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I'm more of a McDouble woman, but I feel you. <laughs> I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all. Anyways, so um, McDonald's was like, "Oh yeah, we're totally gonna investigate this." But then I think upon further work investigation, they're like, uh, come look at this footage. You see right here, you biting into your sandwich that wasn't tampered <laughs> with. <laughs> uh, he has since, <laughs> well, he formally apologized to McDonald's. Then he's just like, oh, my bad. And he recognized McDonald's <laughs> as a valued civic partner. He did, he did. 365 black. (laughs) And he was like a regular at that McDonald's. So like, all these times nobody has messed with your sandwich. Why would you think this one time people woke up and was like, you know what? I just can't do this with police officers anymore. It just cracks me up because, like, the restaurant is like, we're going to investigate. And I'm pretty sure they didn't. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. Hey, Prof, did you buy his sandwich? (sighs) Oh, okay. Everybody just keep up with your sandwiches. (laughs) And try not to reheat your McDonald's because that's gross. (laughs) I mean, I can totally understand taking a bite of your sandwich and forgetting that you took a bite. <laughs> I can understand that. I just don't understand why you, A, put McDonald's in the refrigerator. Oh. You know his nasty ass ate them fries. You know he did. You, you cannot even warm up McDonald's fries in the oven. Like, you can't even put them in the oven. Now, y'all know you can warm up anything in the oven. Like, you had some fish last night and you didn't eat it all. You can warm it up in the oven perfectly fine. Got to do some Popeyes. You didn't eat it all. Put it in the oven. It's going to be crispy. You cannot put the McDonald's fries in the oven. They still nasty. It's a dollar. You can just go back to McDonald's. It's like I was going to put some ketchup <laughs> Anyway, just go back to McDonald's. <laughs> it just reminds me of the episode of Spongebob where Patrick <laughs> ate his so ice cream cone so quick that he spent the rest of the episode like looking for his ice cream and blaming like Spongebob because Spongebob was eating his ice cream like a responsible person. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. <sighs> <laughs> 
something. I don't remember what it was. Either you <laughs> said something or you sent an article and I responded with a SpongeBob quote. And I was waiting on you to catch it. <laughs> no, I even said oh, it. Oh, yeah. Patrick. I like that quote. You said something. I was like, <laughs> they're making my head sad. <laughs> that is my favorite SpongeBob quote of all time. And I say it all the time. Like, when people are acting just <laughs> stupid at when, work, uh, I'll just look up Patrick and go, you're making my head sad. Happy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> it really um, is. Just moving on. Uh, we did want to give um, honor rest due, and so we do want to talk about Toni Morrison. Um, within the last time they recorded, and now uh, yes. she passed away. Uh, I believe she was eighty-eight. But uh, we just wanted to give honor where she was due because she was. Amazing novelist, not just yes, like she in was the 88. black community, but also like mainstream. She was a no Nobel laureate, and you know, just wanna send yeah. like a light. I think that was one of the things that's special about her writing is that her writing is so powerful mm-hmm. and it is so highly revered in critical yeah. circles, but also cross over into the commercial realm. So I think that's something I re- I, my first Toni Morrison mm-hmm. book was my first Toni Morrison book was blue as high <laughs> and Doyen wanted to know how mad was she going to get? <laughs> And I think Becca and I replied at the same time, very. Or you want to know yeah. what was was there anything in that book that was gonna make you mad? And we were like everything. Yeah, I I tried to read Paradise and I got really really it's confused by like the timelines, like the changing timelines. So I was talking to my friend about it. She's like, "Yeah, that's what she does. Yeah. It's like she likes to make puzzles for your brain to figure out." So. We just gonna have to read real slow and figure it out. <laughs> yeah, and be- mm-hmm. <laughs> beloved kind of does that as well, but it's a little easier of a read. But beloved gets kind of spooky, so I don't know how you. Oh, did you? I, have you watched no. that HBO show? Los Spookies. It's Los Spookies. <laughs> it is. It is so good. <laughs> It's in Spanish, so you have to have the subtitle. But it no is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, as, y'all. As you got the last one, guys. I don't know what's happening. It's so good. It's really good. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Anywho, <laughs> we 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 love Toni Morrison and everything that she stood for. Um. And she's just one of those people in our community that, like, yeah. you just gotta take for granted that she's gonna be here forever. And, like, when I when I heard that she passed away, mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me of how I felt when Prince passed away, or how, like, Maya Angelou passed away. It's like, right. she's one of those people that right. I just, in my mind, it's like, oh, she's above death. Like, that's that's not gonna happen. Because she's just so, you know, she was she's just so amazing. And she's someone who... She definitely got and, her and flowers she while she was here. And so that's always a plus. <laughs> that's a Versace yeah. thing. I feel like 
I'm, I'm used to getting mad at brands because they have done racially insensitive things. I don't feel like this is racially insensitive. I feel like they're making a political move. Yeah. But if this was a political move, they should stay behind it and not apologize. So I, mm-hmm. I think we, pro- <laughs> well, I'm going to say, I didn't mm-hmm. really know how to feel about it at first because I don't know enough mm-hmm. about the situation. Like I know how China is about their territories. I know that, but I didn't know. Yeah. Like, how do the people feel? Like, I don't know what side I'm supposed to be on. I don't know. You know? So I felt like, okay, well, I don't really know, but the other side to that is, come on, people. Um, <laughs> just, just a quick Google. <laughs> we could have not had this. To backtrack, they made a T-shirt like, with a bunch. How of are these people making it? these so, mistakes? Say Milan, Italy, Rome, Italy, and then they say Hong Kong, Hong Kong. Which I guess to me, like right now, Hong Kong is trying to fight for that. You know for their own area. So I was like, maybe they're being political about that. And then Macau and they said Macau. Right. Right. Really, that's also a Chinese territory. Um, Costa Mesa, is that part of Puerto Rico? Do you know? Let's go Google. I don't know. Also, I can't see the shirt because I turned my articles into PDFs and the pictures don't Mm. come up. Or this picture I'm didn't searching come Google up. Sometimes Max. they do. <laughs> so Doyen is our Google master. <laughs> I mean, listen, I Google everything all the time, which is why I can't understand when things like this happen because I'm like, no, Girl, I don't know what they, I guess they charge you guess, on your phone, but on my phone, yeah. Google is so, free. <laughs> like, yeah, that was the thing that happened. And I understand people, well, China was upset. I don't think the people... I didn't see that the people of Hong Kong or Macau were upset. But, um... But... Um... Oh, man. What is his name? Ah! Why can't I think of his name? The guy who stars in the show Hong's World on Viceland, um... His it's his family story uh-huh. that's on straight off the boat. You know that remember that sitcom straight off the boat. It's his fan. What's his name? Anyway, I used to watch his show on Viceland, and so I do mm-hmm. remember, especially like with uh Taiwan, <laughs> because they gave some examples in the article of like other places yeah. that have had like the same issue with China, but I remember the people yeah. of Taiwan being very adamant that they are Taiwanese. Like, they, it wasn't a, and, and they were very adamant about holding on to that culture. And it was very distinct. The show was a show about food, but it was very, mm-hmm. the culture was very distinctive. The food was a little different than from the food on the mainland. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know enough about the issue to say, well, who's wrong and who's right. But I agree with you, Doyle. I kind of felt like, yeah, I felt yeah, like so they were I taking a stand and what they said and, and they the should have stood behind it. It seems like the same person was like, you need to write this, this, and this. <laughs> but. All right. 
But again, a simple Google could have, if you didn't want to go through, either make, like, if it was a mistake, it shouldn't have been a mistake. So either it was on purpose or it was a mistake. It's... Versace, Versace, Medusa head on me like I'm Illuminati. Versace, 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 Versace. So when I read this next article, um, (laughs) it just seems like you really can't beat Serena without it becoming about Serena. (laughs) Which, right, this person... It's always gonna be about Serena, but I really can't. For the girls Your victory will be about Serena. So Bianca Adrescu, um, Serena, they were playing each other. And Serena yeah. had a back injury, and she was really upset by it. And Bianca, as soon as she found out about it, came over and gave her a hug and squatted and was talking about to her. And so once again, it was like, oh, she won. But she gave Serena a hug and she came and talked to her. <laughs> but, you know, also, too, in that moment, I feel like... I would definitely apologize. If you, if, if you were going to get Serena... <laughs> and... like, I'm so sorry, Serena. I didn't mean for this to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean for this to happen. That is absolutely true. (laughs) But also to just see the Mm -hmm. how Serena, I mean, to just see her and see how hurt she was because she had to succumb to an injury, and she was just devastated. So it's like if you don't hug her at that point, you're just heartless. But I'm not doing it. I mean, we can we can play a full out match, and I win, and I'm gonna be like. I don't know how this happened. I'm, I'm so, so sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was not my attention. Yeah. <laughs> and Serena was so gracious. Mm-hmm. And um, Bi- Bianca, yeah. is that her name? I don't remember her name. Oh, yeah. Bianca yeah. was so gracious as well. And it was just a beautiful moment. <laughs> I would like my participation trophy now. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I watched the video. <laughs> no. <laughs> As is your job. <laughs> well, the article should have had. We have a duty to the people. To the video for context. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. Um. Uh, so we're gonna move along to our someone something. Funny enough, before I even saw this article uh, this morning, NPR was like, the queen of gymnastics. Simone <laughs> uh, Biles just made history um, in gymnastics. <laughs> so, and literally this article called her the goat, which is very true. <laughs> but um, she is the first person to ever attempt and land a double-double yes. dismount from the beam. Uh, she also I'm trying to read the other thing she did. Oh, she did a triple double in a floor exercise. It wasn't in the video because again, I had to watch the video because I don't know what I was talking about. Um, but uh, when were your fave ever? Like, <laughs> and then this morning I saw a tweet saying that she was the first woman in seventy years. Yes. To win gold in all six categories or something. Something like that. I was like, my God. 
she's just uh, she's everything we love her so much and then she like with the whole like gymnastic scandal and stuff like that yeah she is a strong like speaker right for you know the gymnastics people and it's just girl like when were your favorite when i mean never <laughs> never <sighs> it just makes me like reminisce on being a little girl and seeing dominique dawes and and now it's just and there was a big gap in between mm-hmm. Dominique and then Gabby and now we're like we have Simone but there was a huge gap where little black girls and little brown girls really didn't see anyone who looked like them so but Simone Simone made for a port <laughs> she t- she showed up and showed out showed out <laughs> it's just like what can't she do like I just she's just amazing and I'm so ready for the Olympics I'm so ready for, for all her. the things and for her and, to win all the things. Apparently she works out like she practices in a leotard with a goat on it because she knows. <laughs> I, excuse me, excuse me. I need some time to stand. <laughs> I need some personal time to stand. <laughs> yes, girl. Own it. That's right. Own this it. This is now a Simone Bile stand podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. For sure. <laughs> But congratulations, Simone. We can't wait to see the exciting things you're going to do next year. Um, yes. We'll have shirts by then. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alrighty. So we're going to move along to our poor life decision for the week. So, um, I guess in the past few weeks, I feel like I have been actively dealing with imposter syndrome um, for for various reasons but um i had a client that i did graphic design work for last year and they're like hey we love the work you did last year it's time to do work this year and i'm like (laughs) that was a fluke (laughs) i was just like (laughs) you know so um yeah so i've been kind of actively looking for ways to kind of reimagine imposter syndrome and steps to work through it and so of course you know i like articles that do have leap behinds so i found a great article about five different types of imposter syndrome and then ways we can work through it and so as we go through it we'll kind of talk about our experiences with it and let you know which type is ours (laughs) so the first one is the perfectionist um perfectionism and imposter syndrome often go hand in hand Think about it. Perfectionists set excessively high goals for themselves, and when they fail to reach a goal, they experience major self-doubt and worry about measuring up. Um, At first, I thought this was me, because I do set high goals for myself, but um, as I went through the list, I found some that were one that was better suiting for me, but I do have a little bit of a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, whether they realize it or not, this group can be control freaks. What? Feeling like if they want something done right, they have to do it themselves. Um, if you're not sure if this applies to you yet, um, ask yourself these questions. Have you ever been accused of being a micromanager? Do you have great difficulty delegating? When you miss an insanely high mark on something, do you accuse yourself of not being cut out for your job and ruminate on it for days? Do you feel like your work must be 100% perfect 100% of the time? <laughs> For this type, <laughs> success is rarely satisfying 
because they believe they could have done even better. And I think that's where I felt like this wasn't me because I think I'm okay with like praising myself when I do things right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. These are the people so, they're like they get a ninety eight and in their head they're like, Where's the other two points? <laughs> <laughs> My little sister, when she was in like uh, either kindergarten or first, I'm gonna say first grade, she got a paper back and she got a 97 on her paper mm-hmm. and she took it back to her teacher and was like, "You made a mistake. <laughs> I only make 100." <laughs> I love it. So, I think that I think Doyen put me in this category initially, <laughs> but I. I don't think I this is not me. I didn't even think for a second it was me, although I know that people have called me a perfectionist before, mm-hmm. but I was pretty certain that this wasn't me. I do have a very hard time delegating. Yeah. That I am very guilty of. But all the other stuff, eh, that's not really Yeah, me. I just imagine that you hold yourself to an extremely high standard of excellence. That's all. Um <laughs> <laughs> Why you the way the way you said it, it was like, I just thought you would want better for you. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I know you want better for you. That doesn't mean genius. <laughs> I do. I, and I do hold myself to high standards, but I don't, I, I honestly don't set like, to me, I don't set unrealistic standards. Yes. Yeah. For certain, certain things, absolutely. But I give myself a learning curve on other things. Yes. Yeah. Like me and exercising. Today I read for one whole minute. I was like, "That's enough." You <laughs> I give myself the champ. a lot of grace. <laughs> you are the champ of exercise. Uh, I didn't work out at all last week. It was great, um, but I'm back into it. Um, so the next one was the superwoman slash man for the male listeners out there. Uh, since people who experience this phenomenon are convinced they're phonies amongst real deal colleagues. They often push themselves to work harder and harder to measure up. But this is just a false cover-up for their insecurities, and the work overload may harm them. Not only their mental health, but also their relationships with others. I also like to think of this as group project syndrome, (laughs) which I've told y'all about before. (laughs) It's just like, I don't like to deal with the judgment of other people, or I don't want people to feel like I'm not doing enough, so I overdo. (laughs) <laughs> and this is what the people yeah. do. So if you're unsure if people are of this applies to you, do you stay later at the office than the rest of your team, even past the point that you've completed that day's necessary work? Do you get stressed when you're not working and find downtime completely wasteful? Have you left your hobbies and passions um, fall by the wayside, sacrifice to work? Do you feel like you haven't truly earned your title despite numerous degrees and achievements? So you feel pressed to work hard and longer than those around you to prove your worth. The last one was what I was like, oh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at one point in my career, I definitely fell into this category. Mm-hmm. Like each and every one of those applied to me. I was going to work on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I was staying there like super late hours. And it was because I moved to a location where... Everyone was like mm-hmm. that. Everyone was very type A. Everyone was super competitive. It was probably 
the most stressful time in my career at that stage in my career but also I was very happy because I flourish well in situations mm-hmm. like that and it was a healthy competition yeah. like it wasn't like it, it was it was not like this person's trying to be better than me it's we're going to be the best team there is you know so i definitely fell into that but that's not me anymore yeah i feel like when i started my current role just getting into like my workflow i just had a lot a lot of work and i felt like i wasn't getting done with it in an adequate amount of time like in just 40 hours so i would stay late i came in like on a Sunday before to work but as I got better at doing things faster that went away and I wasn't I wasn't trying to stay after work just for the sake of staying after work yeah no especially like as time goes you prove yourself and you don't really need to do that anymore that's right Um, next one was a natural genius and I will go ahead and spoil it and say this is me Uh, people with this competence type believe they need to be a natural genius. As such, they judge their competence based on ease and speed as opposed to their efforts. In other words, if they take a long time to master something, they feel shame. These kinds of imposters set their internal bar impossibly high just like perfectionists. But natural geniuses don't just judge themselves on ridiculous expectations. They also judge themselves on getting things right on the first try. When they're not able to do something quickly or fluently, their alarm sounds. Which is why I sucked at every sport (laughs) that I ever tried because I immediately was not good at it. And I was, you know, I felt like it just, I wasn't good at it. I didn't need to do it anymore. (laughs) If you're not sure if this applies to you, ask yourself these questions. Are you used to excelling without much effort? Do you have a track record of getting straight A's or gold stars in everything you do? Were you told frequently as a child that you were the smart one in your family or peer group? Do you dislike the idea of having a mentor because you can handle things on your own? When you're faced with a setback, does your confidence tumble because not performing well provokes a feeling of shame? Do you often avoid challenges because it's so uncomfortable to try something you're not great at? (laughs) 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 Yeah, so... Uh, even when it goes back to like this design project I'm doing, so last year, um, I feel like the theme was more fun and it inspired more creativity compared to this year, where it was just it's still technological, but it just didn't inspire me as last year. And so I'm like, oh, they're gonna see this and they're gonna hate it, and I'm not a good graphic designer because of it. <laughs> and so like. <laughs> Again, that's why I've been looking for ways to actively combat this imposter syndrome because my design prowess has probably gotten stronger from last year. It's just sometimes what you're given just isn't the best material to make the best thing. Um, So to move past this, you have to see yourself as a work in progress. Accomplishing great things involves lifelong learning and skill building for everyone, even the most confident people. Rather than beating yourself when you don't reach your impossibly high standards, identify specific changeable behaviors that you can improve over time. So that is my ministry, and that's what I'm working on right now. (laughs) Yeah, I knew right away that that one wasn't me. I I give myself a learning curve mm-hmm. all the time. I don't 
And the only thing was, I, if there's something, I, I try to be logical about mm-hmm. it. If there's something that I just feel like I cannot do that's not in my wheelhouse, I won't try yeah. it. I, I am very bad about that. I only want to do things that I'm good at. But that doesn't mean that I won't try things that I don't know how to do yet. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it has to be something that I can already see that I can master, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. But I knew that that one wasn't Sports, me. Sports, dance class, all kinds of stuff. Uh, <laughs> next one is the soloist. Sufferers who feel as though asking for help reveals their phoniness or what Young calls... Young is a writer. Called soloist. Um, honestly, I will say that I find a little bit of myself in all of them. <laughs> we gotta work on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think most yeah. people will. It's okay to be independent, but not to the extent where you refuse assistance so you can prove your worth, which is what I do. <laughs> if you're not sure if this applies to you, ask yourself these questions. Do you firmly feel that you need to accomplish things as your own? I don't need anyone's help. Does that sound like you? Do you frame requests in terms of requirements of the project rather than your needs as a person? And it's no. weird. <laughs> I have, I say I'm self-reliant to a fault and I mean it. And I have, because I'm really yeah. good about like calling other people out about it. But I just have to work. Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> Shut it. <laughs> Had to work on it by myself. But oddly enough, in this article, this was the one where she didn't give any tips on how to get better at that. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all just shit out of luck. <laughs> just ask for help sometimes. That's all. <laughs> That's all. Again, That's it all. goes back to the group um, project phenomenon. Sometimes you just need help. There's somebody that's better at it than you. <laughs> So the last one was the expert. Experts measure their competence based on what and how much they know or can do. Believe they will never know enough. Believing they will never know enough, they fear being exposed as inexperienced or unknowledgeable. The questions were, do you shy away from applying to job postings? Hold on. Do you shy away from applying to job postings unless you feel you meet every single educational requirement? Yes. <laughs> Are you constantly <laughs> seeking out trainings or certifications because you think you need to improve your skills in order to succeed? Yes. Even if you've been in your role for some time, can you relate to feeling like you still don't know enough? Yes. Do you shudder when someone says you're an expert? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so surprise, this one is me for sure. <laughs> It's just, uh, it it legit shocks, amaze, flatters me every time one of my colleagues says, "Oh yeah, you're the you're you're the best," or "I I know I can come to you." you know, anytime someone does that, I'm just like, "Are you serious right now?" <laughs> I'm just winging it every goddamn day, <laughs> and I know I'm good at what I do. Like I know this, but I still, it's just. And it feels like one day I'm going to get exposed. Like, it feels like one day somebody's going to figure out, I just show up every day. Or you just, like, (laughs) Google shit that people (laughs) refuse to Google. I literally (laughs) Google everything. I'm like, I don't understand, like, you could have Googled it as well and then pretended like you knew something, but you asked me. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, when people ask me, like, terms, I mean, shit, just go right. with it. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And <laughs> but, yeah, I try to get all the training possible, and it's like, I have... I have not applied for jobs because I felt like I wasn't qualified. And my mom always tells me, you need to start tackling things like a white man. Right. Because they're going to apply for that job and they're going to know in their heart that they are qualified, even though they're not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they're going to walk in there like they're I qualified. I think that's the one thing that uh, Trump has taught us, especially as women, is like, you ain't got to have the experience. <laughs> you still got to go walk in there with the swagger. <laughs> he taught What he taught me as a woman is it doesn't matter that I am more qualified than this man. He's still going to get the job. I don't know. Hillary. I don't know. I feel like it does empower me to you know, apply for something where they're like, you need to have seven years of experience. I have six. It's okay. I can go ahead. <laughs> you know, like, it doesn't matter. But, um... It should imp- it should empower yeah. you. Like that like that Burger King tweet that's been going mm-hmm. around. <laughs> Burger King out here making tacos. I am making tacos. First of all, people have been posting pictures of them tacos, and no thank you. Right. I was like, I was out... Over by Garland. Uh, you don't know where Garland is. Anyways, so my blood I sugar is going low. So I ordered Taco Bell is right in front of the Walmart. So I ordered Taco Bell. Okay. Got a Baja Blast. First of all, the Baja Blast tasted like straight up syrup. I was like, this is gross. So I was headed to my... <laughs> I don't think I've ever had I that. used to love it. And I'm like, this is gross now because I'm old. Um, <laughs> but I went to my sister's apartment. I was like, "Hey, y'all! I thought I could put Taco Bell in my body, but I just cannot do it consciously. So here, I have some tacos. So I gave it to my niece and nephew. <laughs> Anyways, I went to Taco Bell not too long ago, a few days ago, which was the first time I'd been in a long time. But I used to, after like a drunken night, I mean, you know. I mean, it was good when I was young, drunk but now I'm upset to my stomach. And I didn't want to do that to myself. I loved nothing more than to go and get that quesadilla, the chicken quesadilla <laughs> with a side of sour cream. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that the other night and it was good too. I haven't had it in a long time. But I got the watermelon freeze mm-hmm. or whatever what i did not realize was that it came with like candy in it why and <laughs> the candy is like the black seeds of the watermelon is the candy had i known that i would not have ordered it because when sonic because i love me a sonic slush okay <laughs> when sonic came out with those slushes with the nerds candy <laughs> in it <laughs> how about my life flash before my eyes? <laughs> I was at work in my desk. I take a swig. That nerd went straight to the back of my throat. It's like life is hard when you choke on a nerd. I started I started asking for forgiveness for all of my secrets. Y'all, that nerd you think about how small nerd right. candy is, so it just comes right up the straw. I, said you fast. I took a I took a swig. I made two day affairs. That nerd punched me in the back of my throat and I was like, Jesus, me. I didn't mean to lay up last night. It was, it was bad. It was bad. So I was like, I, I ended up pouring out 
the watermelon freeze into a separate cup so I could like funnel out <laughs> the candy because I'm never going to that again. <laughs> okay, so tips for improvement for an expert. Yes. It's true that there's always more to learn. Striving to bulk up your skill can certainly help you make strides professionally and keep you competitive in the job market. But taken too far, the tendency to endlessly seek out more um, information <clears throat> can actually be a form of procrastination. Start practicing just in time learning. <laughs> I'm the frozen black lady. <laughs> <laughs> I just say, you know, you know that's where we need to be delivered to this procrastination. Uh, so start practicing just in time learning. That means acquiring a skill when you need it. Uh, for example, if your responsibilities change or you get a new job, rather than hoarding knowledge for false comfort, realize there is no shame in asking for help when you need it. If you don't know how to do something, Google it or ask a coworker. But try to Google it first. <laughs> They didn't put Google in an article. Sorry. <laughs> they did not. They did not. Asking a coworker is hard. Anyways. Um, no, I talk to my coworkers a lot about a lot of things. But um, if you can't figure out how to solve a problem, seek advice from a supportive supervisor or even a career coach. Mentoring junior colleagues or volunteering can be a great way to discover your inner expert. But you share what you know and not only benefits others, but also helps you heal your fraudulent. <laughs> what? So don't have imposter syndrome, guys. Uh, so imposter syndrome is extremely common. They said about seventy percent of people experience imposter syndrome at some point in their career. Um, we really just want to brought, bring this to light, just because like we don't want it, it to cripple you. Um, I think for so long that we, especially as women, um, have allowed it to cripple us and not let it propel us to the next level so i just want you to think of some ways you can actively work on it um you know this week and in your future so we can go ahead and boss up and do some boss shit okay okay all right so we're <laughs> gonna move on to our favorite part of the pod to buy you a drink extra piece. I don't know why that had an echo, but... <laughs> <sighs> so, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Sure. Doesn't matter. I can do it. Okay. So, I really, truly want to buy a drink for my sister. Yes, she is here um, with me in Dallas. Um, actually, kind of, uh, truth be told, kind of moved to Dallas because of her. So she had moved out here first, and I was like, okay, well, I'll just apply to SMU and see what happens. And then I got in, and I was like, okay, well, I'll just move to Dallas and see what happens. <laughs> so she's been uh, my support. Like, I literally just celebrated eight years in Dallas, and she's been my support, and she does my hair for me, and she's just super dope. And her. Hey! <laughs> Yay, sis! Round of and she kept that other kid <laughs> for me. <laughs> <laughs> Round of applause for sis. <laughs> Yay. Okay. 
So I am going to buy a drink tonight for my friends, my LS, my sis, my BFF, Shayla. Shayla. So I just want to buy her a drink because she's embarking on some really big things with her career. I know she's a little nervous, but girl, you're going to crush it. I'm going to come visit you as soon as I possibly can. You know, I'm broke right now because I'm trying to buy a house. But <laughs> I just, I when my friend, like I legit, when my friends do well, I feel like I do well. When my friends succeed, I feel that success. <laughs> it's like, yes, girl, we made it. So. I just want to buy her a drink and let her know I love her and I'm super proud of her and she's going to crush it. I, too, love her. The same. <laughs> I just wanted to Rachel to resolve the situation. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it has been a long week and hopefully we have helped you make it through once again. Labor days in a couple weeks. <laughs> Oh, God. I mean, I cannot wait. <laughs> so, and tell people how they can talk yeah, to us. The Twitter is PLDPod. Um, talk to us Yay! about stuff. We talk about TV shows, for life decisions, they're happening on the fly. Just chat with us. We're just talking about uh, the Democratic shit show. <laughs> <laughs> you know we'd love to just talk to you more about it um because we is smart black children so we're on instagram as poor life decision one decision because we're changing them one at a time uh we're on etsy as poor life decision one word we you can email us as hello at poorlifedecision.com and if you have any poor life decisions we'd love to just tackle it for you and let you know steps to improve um yeah guys like email us um you know get into our dms let us know give us topics like we're more than open we know we are not the only ones trying to conquer this thing with one drink in each hand (laughs) like we know we're not the only ones so talk to us give us some ideas things that or just hey if you want to give us a happy for the week give us a happy for the week your happies make me happy (laughs) i started tweeting about secession because i really love that show i was thinking Um, about watching it oh you should it just it just started season two so go ahead this week and watch season one And then you can catch I can't up. be held it's to really TV good. schedules. <laughs> now watching Veronica Mars because I was at my sister's house and she was watching it. Veronica Mars? <laughs> now that's a blast from the past. Girl, she, she keep whipping out her uh, T-Mobile. What was that phone? That's back from the WB. <laughs> back when they had that frog. What was the phone that she had? The T-Mobile phone that everybody wanted? The, the sidekick. sidekick. She kept whipping out that sidekick. Because I had one. <laughs> <laughs> I had a sidekick. Oh my god. Um, yes, guys. Oh, hit us up on iTunes and leave us a five star review. Um, and you will yes. be featured on the pod. And then you'll be yes. podcast famous. <laughs> yes. Let me tell you, it's changing people's lives. <laughs> <Stats> <laughs> <them>. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. Drink your water, take your meds, 
put on your sunscreen because it's hot yeah. AF. Drink extra water. OMG. <laughs> Actually, you should wear sunscreen every day, even in the wintertime, but we'll have that conversation okay. later. <laughs> we love y'all. Handle me? Who gonna handle me? Thinking he's a player, he's a member on the team. He put in all that work, he wanna be the MVP. I told him ain't no taming me. I love my niggas equally. Fucking nine to five niggas with that superstar beat. Fuck the superstar nigga, now I got him far late. I called a jet to get that nigga. I told him, call, don't send no text. And don't you tell him you with me when they be asking where you at. I can't read your mind, gotta say that shit. Should I take your love? Should I take that dick?